0: Amen. And uh, today I have a message for you because I believe strongly without a, a doubt that God wants to direct us in the right path. He wants us to live a full life. Say a full life. Full life. And there are hindrances during the day, during the time. But you know what? We, we're overcomers. We have to have that attitude, you know? Uh, we're, we're overcomers. So I'm going to read a, a passage of scripture that is found in Ecclesiastes, a man found in chapter four, and we're going to see what King Solomon wrote. Now, you have to see the content uh, of the scripture, and we're going to go forth. We're going to be reading from the New King James Version. Amen? So let us all read together at the count of three. One, two, three. Again, I saw... What would cause him to say that? Then I observed that most people are motivated to success... Because they envy their neighbors. But this, too, is meaningless. Like chasing the wind. And then the question should be then, what motivates me? What what, what motivates me? Heavenly Father, permit me to speak it as you have given it to me. In Jesus' name, Amen. I want you to sh- turn to your neighbor and say, "I am motivated." T- tell him I'm motivated. motivated. Oh, wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> I wish you stayed there and your eyes look at you the way you said it. I said, "See, sí, I'm motivated. I'm motivated." <laughs> Now, turn to that person again and say, I'm motivated. Tell her. <laughs> hey. You may be seated in Jesus' name. Now, he's disgusted with all that he saw in the halls of justice. The king went down to the marketplace, the plaza. And he saw various labors there, workers. And as he saw the workers, he was not disappointed because they were workers. Because you see, if you and I were to go through scripture as Solomon knew that it was something that God had given the human race. Back in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 15, Adam worked hard. He worked hard with a field or with the land. And if we see the life of Jesus, he was the son of a carpenter. So he learned the trade also. So Jesus was not just a preacher, he was a worker. is that? So Solomon considered this, And he saw this in the life of man. And he saw that men were industrious. Men seek after to labor. And if you don't work, you don't. If you don't work, you don't. So it was natural that Solomon would find these men that worked very hard. But as he saw them, and he praised the work that he did, because his counsel in all, or better yet, through the proverbs, he would counsel you be industrious, you be you you work for what you have, you learn to save, you learn to 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 uh, uh, you be motivated uh, to what you do. So, you know, he's a writer and he's an encouragement encourager. So the the man obviously knew what he was talking about. But now, as he saw the ability and the techniques that these men had, as they developed their traits, he saw something else. He saw that there were workers, but he questioned himself about their heart. And we have to understand one thing. We ought to work, but beyond our work, where is our heart? So then after asking himself and seeing this within his own eyes, he became disappointed. And he said, these people work, and they work, but they work to outdo their neighbor. They work not only to satisfy or better yet supply themselves with what they need, but they do it to cause something in his neighbor. They don't just do it because they're working to compete to bring food to the table, but they do it because of selfishness now. And now we have to take this into another point. God did not put this selfishness factor into the human labor. You work and I work because it's a necessity to work. So now we have to understand that we are confronted with three points in our lives. And that is covetousness, competition, competition. And envy and these three factors is the ruin of man. We have to come to this understanding. Competition in itself is not a sin, but when you and I compete and ignore what is honest and we tried to compete and win without honesty, then we felt the mark of what true competition is all about. When there's rivalry in the heart of the person, and you're competing, and you bring all this into the scene, then you enter into sin. So now we are motivated. But what is it that motivates us? to live, to do, to work, to get ahead. What is it that motivates us? Well, you see, motivation gives the reason for people's action. Uh, if there's no motivation, you do nothing. But when you're motivated, you go beyond what you ought to do. And we all need that motivation. Motivation can also be defined as one's direction to behavior because your motivation will also declare your behavior. If there's no motivation, you can surely see it. You remember when daddy and mama used to tell you to do something? You you recall that? Can you do this? Do I have to? So motivation gives you that, that, that point, that direction to behavior. Or it causes a person to want to repeat a behavior or vice versa. So if there's no motivation, you continue to live in a rhythm, in a cycle. And you just follow me because I know where I'm going. So these three things that I mentioned to you, covetousness, competition, and envy, if they're done with a wrong attitude or with the wrong guidance or with the wrong motivation, then you have nothing to look for. You have nothing to strive for. There are circumstances, values, and even emotions that can drive your, your life. But if you do not have the right motivation, you will fail. Say, I will fail. So what happens? When you and I don't have the right motivation, guilt sinks in. And one of the worst things that a person possesses is guilt. Everyone say guilt. guilt. Have you ever lived in guilt? Huh? When your mom or your daddy told you not to do something, you did it. And you don't want your mom or your daddy to know it. Or you did something and you don't want someone to know it. Huh? And then you put a a defense. Ah, you cross that red light and you see that red light after you and stops you and then you go to court and then at court you look for your defense and you don't have the money to pay for a lawyer and you think of something and then the Judge tells you, are you guilty or not guilty? And then you say, guilty but with an explanation. Because you are guilty either way, but you try to get out of it. See, guilt will keep you and imprison you. And life goes on. So we cannot live in our past. We've got to look for the future. And sometimes we don't have the motivation because whatever we've done, we've done it for the wrong reason. We did it out of competition. Envy or what else did I say? Covetness. So then, our past, if we hold on to it, will control and our control, and when it controls us, we cannot reach to our future. They live, a punished life and they sabotage their future. And the worst thing is that the success is just ahead of you because of your guilt, you cannot reach it. And you live thinking of your past, and that is your guilt. I come to tell you today that we are blessed people to know the truth of the living God. I know what I did yesterday and maybe I shouldn't have done it. And that's like, come, I am redundant when I repeat this, but it's the truth when the, 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 the psalmist uh, uh, Moses said, teach us to number our days so we may apply wisdom to our life. Teach me to... Count what I do and let me be uh, understanding of what I do. Because if I do something wrong today, I don't want to do it tomorrow. But if I do something good today, I'm going to better it tomorrow. Teach me to count my days because there's a blessing that God has for you. You know that we're blessed people already? We've got to believe it though. Because the Bible says, Paul tells me, that he has already blessed us with every heavenly blessing. Ah, I want you to believe this. It doesn't believe what you're, I'm sorry, it doesn't matter what you're going through right now. What matters is what the word of God says. You have been blessed with heavenly blessings. I'm a blessed man. It's not about my bank account. It's not about what, what house I have, what car I'm dressed. I'm already being, have, I have already been blessed. I said, I've, I, I've got to believe this. I have already been blessed. Do you believe what I'm saying? I have already been blessed. And if I can just believe it, I will get to live it. This is what it says. Blessed is he whose transgressions is Forgiven. How many believe you've been forgiven? Do you believe you've been forgiven? Amen. So why don't you live like you've been forgiven? Some of us have faces like we've been sucking a lemon all day. We got to get, get rid of that, that lifestyle. Amen. We got we to get, get rid of that lifestyle. Amen. They walk by you and they go around you instead of you. <laughs> I'm a blessed person. You know why? Because my sins have been covered. I've been forgiven. I'm a blessed man. Everything that I do is blessed. I get up with three things in my mind. Listen to me. Three things. I am nothing, know nothing, have nothing. But you're everything. You have everything and you know everything. I am not lost. I'm not confused. I am a blessed man. Someone shout hallelujah. I said someone say hallelujah. When you live a life that has been imposed on you because you think and you are driven by the need of approval of someone else, I'd rather die. Believe me. I I don't want to live like that. I've told my wife, hey, you don't need my approval. As long as you have God's approval, Huh? Because I definitely, I'm not seeking for her approval. I'm seeking for God's approval. Because I, if I have God's approval, I know I'll have her approval. you understand what I'm saying? If I follow the book, if I follow the path, I will not be lost. But so many times we, 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 we are imprisoned. By what? By the approval of other people. Man, what do you think? And what do you think? And the person told you, oh, now, now what you think? And then confusion comes into your life. Because he told you one thing, she told you another thing, and they told you another thing, and many, many, many more, and you're lost all over. But thanks be to God when you have assurance. Uh, everyone say, I have assurance. You're only here to serve one, and his name is Jesus Christ. Did you hear what I said? You're only here to serve one and his name is Jesus Christ. Unfortunately, those who follow a crowd usually get lost. Who do we follow? I I dislike when I'm following someone. Believe me. Huh? Especially when you're driving and there's two, three people and then they try to cut each other. Who do I follow now? Let me tell you something. We have to understand. This is what Matthew 6.24 says. Matthew 6.24 tells me, no one, no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and riches. Let me bring some clarity to you. It doesn't mean that you cannot be rich. Because there's a lot of people who say, oh, I'm blessed. I'm poor, but I'm blessed. No, you're not. You're not. You can't be poor and be blessed. Because God tells me that if I follow his word, I'm going to be blessed. And you know what he says? He says that I'm going to open the windows of heaven and I'm going to pour out blessings that they will abound. That's the reason he says, my cup runneth over. There's blessings in our lives. I'm not here to live a poor life. You understand what I'm saying? I may not have everything I want, but I have everything I need. And that's what matters. I said, that's what matters. What he's saying here is this. You make sure that you love God beyond anything and everything else. Uh, Listen, you cannot balance yourself with God and riches. It's got to be God up here and riches down here. But when you love God, he will open the windows of heaven and blessings will come down. Do you believe what I'm saying? Oh, man, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. But the people that were in, 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 in Solomon's times, they did everything out of envy. I'm going to, hey, I, I want to be better than him. I, even if I have to put him down, I'm going to be better than him. I'm going to outdo I'll I'll do him. I'm going to outdo her. You know what? Let me tell you something. We cannot live that way. Everyone here is special. Say, I'm special. I don't care what your mama told you. Just say, I'm special. It doesn't matter what your daddy told you. You're special. Say, I'm special. I'm special. But say it like you mean it, though, you know? Say, I'm special. I'm special. That's right. I'm special. Say it with an attitude. He man, I'm special. Because you are a son or daughter of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You're special. You have to believe this. You have to believe this. Someone shout hallelujah. Uh, someone shout hallelujah. I'm going to just put this in parentheses. This is not in my, in my notes. But I went to a convention. And it was during the elections of bishops, secretary, and treasurer of a district, and elders and all this. And, and then one brother said, brother, brother, we want to hear how was your transition from being a board member and now you're just a pastor. And I looked at him, and I smiled. And I said, I'm not laughing at you. I said, you know what? Because a lot of people have the same question, but you were the brave one. And I said, I'm going to tell you. The position don't make me. The title don't make me. Because I'm not here to compete with someone for a title or position. You understand, when you have an identity of who you are and what you are in God, God promised to never leave you nor forsake you. He promised to be with you. You're going to be there. But there's so many people that are under the suggestion of someone else or the assumption of someone else. When you have security of who you are, who is your God, who is your father, he said he will never leave you and he will never forsake you. Do you believe what I'm saying? I said, do you believe what I'm saying? So he's telling us here, you only love one, and that is God. So I'm here not to compete with nobody. Nobody. Others are driven by so many other things. Some people are driven by resentment. And because someone did them wrong through envy, covetousness, or competition, there's a resentment in their lives. Something that happened at home with a friend and they can't let that go. And their motivation is hitting the floor. They have no motivation because they were done wrong. And all they could see is they were done wrong through through three things. Covetous. Envy or covetous or competition. Yeah. You were done wrong. So now you feel I can't but there's a resentment, and resentment is the seed of bitterness. And there's a lot of people with bitterness. They can't forgive, they cannot go on living. So the motivation is gone. And then resentment takes over. And when resentment takes over, then those things control you and you live by them. And here, let me help you out today. We've got to let go of all those things in our lives. Huh? I knew a young man, man. He, he told me, he says, I know for a fact. That my dad and my mom loved my brother more than me. I know. And they did did this and did this and did this and did this and did this. And I said, you can't live with that. You know how I would look at it, my friend? He said, how would you look at it? That my brother needed more help than I did. That's how I would look at it. That's how they help them more. More attention and more this and more that. My brother needed more help than I did. I'm not going to be down because of that. Thank God for my father that understood and my mom that understood my brother needed more help than I did. Because God has made me special. You understand what I'm saying? I cannot live a a life of resentment. No, I can't. Uh, And there's people that live a life of anger. Not here. They're angry for everything. Huh? Their face surely shows it. I said, not here. Hmm? They live angry. They never smile. You see those type of people? Do you know you, sp- you, you put more energy in a mad face than you do in a happy face? Your muscles tightened up. Have you seen a little kid throwing a tantrum? Smile me he He puts his whole strength, the whole strength is in that anger. Huh? And some people walk into church, not this church, but other churches. Huh? Looking mean. Who are they trying to scare? Huh? Huh? But man, if you smile... You're losing your muscles. Huh? Your pressure, your pressure normalizes. Huh? Even your diabetes leaves. But they live in this. So they can't succeed. They can't reach their potential. Say, they can't reach their potential. But I'm here to tell you, there's a solution. Everyone say a solution. There is a solution to this. You've got to forget those things which are behind you. And Paul tells us, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended it. No, I don't. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to the things which are ahead. I've got to look for better things in my life. Yeah, well, I'm motivated for great things. I'm motivated for great things. Say it with me, I'm motivated for great things. I'm motivated for great things. What's ahead in your life? May I ask? What do you see ahead of you? When I was going through this, Solomon said that these people were people that were in oppression. These people were people that were full of hatred. They always had this competition within them to step over whoever they had to in order for them to get what they needed or better yet what they wanted. And I'm here to tell you, you are special. Say I'm special one more time. You are special. You are special. If you could only understand. Come here, Brother Isaac. Come here, Brother Isaac. You know, I could never become Brother Isaac. I could never become Brother Isaac. I could never. Because God made only one Isaac Barrera. I could never become. The gifts that he has. Whatever, I could never
1: become him.
0: And there's so many times that people are so envious of another person. And they want to be that person. And why does he have to? And why does he have it? And why did he accomplish this? Because he is he. The thing is this, that Brother Barrera cannot be like someone else. So if we learn, listen, to motivate ourselves that everything that God has deposited in us is for a ministry and purpose, and God wants to use Brother Barrera just as he made him Brother Barrera, I'm here to tell you, Ain't no devil in hell is going to be able to overcome him or succeed in his life. But he will be an overcomer. And the dreams that God puts in his life, he will accomplish them in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. But we have to get ourselves off of that pity party. Wow. If I would have been born on the other side of the tracks, you'd still be you. If, if I would have been born in that family, man, I know, oh, man, if he would have been my dad, if he would have been your dad, you would have said, man, I hate my dad. I'm here to tell you the reality because the point, it starts with you. This is the point, it starts with you. So you've got to change your attitude. What motivates us? What, what, what is it that motivates me? I'm here to tell you that thing that motivates me is Jesus Christ. That's who motivates me. That's who motivates me. It's not a title. It's not a position. It's not a situation. No, no. The one that motivates me is the one that gave me life to live life to its fullness. And I'm going to accomplish and I'm going to overcome. And no one's going to bring me down. And I made up my mind, I made up my mind, this is what I've made up. I made up my mind that no one can hold me back. I'm going to succeed. No one can hold me back. No one can hold me back. And You learn this, you'll see people with determination. We had a blind sister in Albuquerque. Let me tell you something. I knew a minister that was totally blind. Couldn't see it. He was born that way. He was the representative of the state of New Mexico in Capitol, better get in Washington, D.C. For all the blind people, nothing would stop this man. My wife remembers. Nothing. He learned how to look into, not look, but touch the computer. And whatever he spoke, it was everything was made. There was nothing that would hold him back. He would read and he would write and he would travel. I, I would find him. I would come to the headquarters here in, in Rancho Gumonga and I would see him at the airport. I say, my brother, you're here. I sure am. Where are you going? I'm going to Washington, D.C. By yourself? Jesus is with me. Jesus is with me. Uh, Jesus is with me. Uh, where are you going now? I'm going to, to Santa Fe, the capital of the state of New Mexico. Ah, uh, how are you getting there? Oh, brother, there's more than one way to get there. Don't worry about me. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. You know why? He was self-motivated. He didn't envy nobody. He didn't want to dress like nobody else. He couldn't see how he was dressing. But thank God that he was self-motivated. What I'm trying to tell you today is, it's within you. It's within you. Someone told me, just shoot for the sun. If you hit a star, you hit something. So we're going to do it in Jesus' name. Can't no one tell us anything different. It is ours in Jesus' name. I said it is ours in Jesus' name. Someone shout hallelujah. My question to you is this. Where is your hope? And what are you living for? You know, I thank God, and I'm going to be done with this. I thank God for a mom that pushed the living daylights out of me. Man, she pushed me. And my wife is my witness because she knew me, or my wife, and I started courting when we were very young. I don't want to give ideas to nobody. My wife knew my mom. She pushed me. There is nothing you cannot accomplish, nothing. And you've got to be self motivated. And I didn't know step one, two, three, or four. I didn't. But she told me, if you dream it, it's yours. But you've got to have it within you. You've got to do it. So, man, I started, and a lot of people have heard my testimony. My leadership started at 16 years of age. I had young people in my... We were about 55 young people, there was young people there of all ages, starting from 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, and way beyond, and, and, I, and I was so nervous that I would change my voice. Praise the Lord, everybody. <laughs> my mom said, you don't have to do that, son, and some of the older young people used to get upset. Ain't that right, man? They used to get, who is he trying to prove? My mom said, you be yourself, it's within you, it's within you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. It's within, it's within you, it's within you. I'm coming, I came this morning to try to help someone, or this afternoon, to try to help someone. You can do it, you can accomplish it. Don't have envy. Don't have covetous. Don't, don't, don't compete with someone else. You compete with yourself and you will outdo yourself in Jesus' name. You will outdo yourself in Jesus' name. But you've got to believe it. Stand to your feet right now. You're going to accomplish it. Nah. Listen, there's no barriers, there's no setbacks. Thank God that God has given me the understanding that I can be successful in whatever field I'm in. Don't give up. Don't get discouraged. There's things that are going to come your way. People will laugh at you, mock you and everything. I was working, I was 14 years old and I was already the cashier at Jack in the Box. 14 years of age. You remember that? 14 And I was a cashier working at a graveyard. Listen. And I asked God to forgive me, because I put there that I was 18. But listen to me. And I'll never forget right on that frame of the Drive through window, supervisor told us, You look at this, just that little inscription there kill everyone with kindness. Sometimes, man, people can get rude. Passing at 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the morning one day, someone said, Give me. 12 Jumbo Jacks, 15 cheeseburgers, 20 Moby Dick's, fish uh, sandwiches. Man, I told the cook, just pour it out, man. <laughs> Hamburger patties everywhere. By the time they came, all kinds of burgers were done and everything. And I said, it's going to be, and before I said anything, the guy said, April Fool, and just drive them. What am I going to tell my supervisor? I'll tell you something. I had the biggest breakfast that next morning. <laughs> I'm here to tell you, don't give up. It's not over. I told my supervisor, supervisor, I told him, man, this is what happened to me last night. You know what he's- he started laughing. He said, It happens. It happens. Just put it in the box and we'll just take a lost on that. Don't worry about it. You did your job. Don't give up. I could have closed the doors, Brother George, and said, I'm going to get fired, man. Might as well just close it here. Don't, don't give up. It gets rough, it gets tough. Yes, it does. But don't compete with people out of envy. Don't let covenants come over you. Don't desire something that your neighbor has. And do him wrong because you want it. No. The greatest lesson that Jesus taught me was love. I told you, my motivator is Jesus Christ. You will reach your dreams in Jesus' name. You can accomplish them. Yes, you can. There's nothing impossible. Say, Yes, I can. last week or the week before that? Yes, I can. I can do all things. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. That's my motivation. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. I can do it through Christ. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Let us all come to this altar. Let us all come to this altar. Let us all come to this altar. I don't know what your dream is. I don't know what your dream is. Whatever God has placed in your heart, whatever God has given you, whatever God has given you is for you to obtain, for you to obtain. Listen to me. Do we have limitations? You better believe it. But this is what God has taught me. He's put everything I need around me to succeed. Everything.
1: Everything.
0: My wife told Sister Kelly, man, the president... this weekend, he ran the elections, he did this preach priest here, preach priest that man, and I was a happy camper because this is what the president taught us before he preached that night he said if you do what you love it's like you haven't worked a day in your life because you do what you love. You do what you love. I'm here to tell someone there's nothing impossible. It's yours. Do you believe what I'm saying? But you've got to believe it. You've got to believe it. So right now, I want you to go before God. Say, God, I need you to be my mentor. You're going to be my motivation. You're going to be my motivation, God. I'm not going to give up. You're going to be my motivation. If there is some resentment in me, God, it's over with. It's gone. It's over with, God. If there is anger within me, God, it's gone, Lord Jesus. I'm doing away with it, Lord. Yes, God, if there are fears in my life right now, I'm going to leave them in this this altar, Lord Jesus. I'm going to leave all these things, God. And I'm turning it over to you, God. I'm here to be an overcomer in you, Lord Jesus. And yes, I can do all things through your Jesus. I can do all things through you, Jesus. I want you to raise your voice right now and say it. Yes, say it. Yes, I'm Going to be an overcomer. Yes, say I'm going to be an overcomer. Yes, say, I'm going to be an overcomer. Yes, say I'm going to be an overcomer. I'm going to be an overcomer. I want you to raise your hands right now. Yes, raise your hands right now. Say it. I'm going to be an overcomer. I surrender before you, Jesus, to be an overcomer. I surrender before you to be an overcomer. I surrender before you, Jesus, to be an overcomer. I surrender before you, Jesus to be an overcomer. You are my mentor. You are my guide. You're my direction. I will not get lost in you, Jesus. Ah, Yes,
1: Jesus. Yes, God. You may We're oh. gonna